Welcome everybody to the Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me this morning is a man who just wants Pharaoh to let his people go. Jacob! Why, thank you. And also, like you introduce our co-host, a man who just accidentally shoved a man off some scaffolding. Welcome, Drew. Yeah, it's a good thing he uh, was able to catch himself on the way down. Otherwise, this would be an entirely different uh, location. Yeah! <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, so, how are you doing tonight, Jacob? I'm doing good. I think I'm feeling the chicken blues where I'm just, I'm a little bit sleepy after eating dinner, but otherwise doing great. It could be worse. Yeah. At least it's not turkey. Yeah, it could be the chicken blues. Where you just fall immediately asleep after eating. Uh, yeah. It's funny, funny thing Actually, about Actually, that it. never affected me like it does some people, but. Yeah, I'm the, I'm, I'm that way. I'm that way. It's, it's odd, because how, mm-hmm. for most people. Uh, the tryptophan? Yeah, the tryptophan effect. Where most of you would think with how bad my ADD is, I'd be like, you know, bouncing off the walls. But no, chicken and turkey just make me just go... Sounds like that's what you need to be eating more often to stay calmer. <laughs> yeah, just eat turkey all day. It's like, why are you eating turkey? I need to stay calm. Like, <laughs> Don't you see how stressful today is? These people are driving me nuts. So I'm eating turkey. <laughs> You got a big turkey like Walmart. more They're like Henry VIII. <laughs> right. Anyway. Anyway. So, what have you been watching, Drew? What have I been watching? Well, I just finished episode eight of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, really? Yes. So Ooh. I am slowly but surely working my way through that. I got you. It is. An interesting show. Okay. Uh, of course, I am watching the Netflix dub, so I'm seeing it from a diff- entirely different perspective than you watched it. Right. So, it's it's good so far. Okay. I am noting that this show, parts of scenes in this show must have been extremely expensive to make because you can tell where they cut costs. Yeah. Like having entirely long scenes uh, that are uh, of was obviously a long panning shot yeah. of urinals. Yeah, it's like really, this is what we're doing, <laughs> or a five minute scene in an elevator with yes. two characters who don't move, <laughs> except or, for or even scenes. better, the almost every in every episode, the two people going down the escalator to nowhere. Yeah, pretty much, and not. Saying, yeah. and far enough back, they don't actually have to animate everything, but just slight movements as the as the escalator brings them down. They never go up this escalator; they always go down, down the escalator, yes. no matter who's on it. Right. My guess is, in one episode, they must have just said, "Okay, we're just going to animate all these characters going down the escalator," <laughs> probably, and then just kept reusing it anytime they needed it. Right. So, huh? It's interesting so far. Good. Also, for fun, okay. and maybe in preparation for something else, Okay, I watched the original Sp- Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Okay, then. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's not... It did not age as well, I okay. think, as I've heard a lot of people claim it has. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong, you can't really beat Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. You can't, and you can't beat J.K. Simmons. No, you can't. Tobey Maguire, on the other hand, <laughs> is not my Spider-Man. Mm. I'm sorry, he's not. But it has has been over ten years since I know I watched those movies. Yeah. So I'm working my way through all the Spider-Man stuff. Oh, okay. So kind of, for no other reason, so I can bring it up and we eventually get to Spider-Verse. I got you. Kind of an interesting tie-in with Spider-Verse, actually. I was watching Film Theory on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think he totally just threw this one in the right field and be like, oh, this is the character who, you know, should win. Because they did kind of a 
a comparison. Who's who's the strongest? Who's the best? Spider Man between Maguire, Garfield, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. So they compared all three of them. Mm-hmm. Be like, this was all the movies. And so, okay, so they. I think Garfield technically would be the strongest of the three. You would think not, so. If you're not counting uh, Tony's tech helping uh, uh, Holland. Yeah. Well, technically they were having Holland win, but then he threw he threw a slider at us and said, oh, wait a minute, I forgot to add someone. Miles Morales? Miles Morales. Yeah, he technically beats everybody. Yeah, but technically he's he's basing it off <coughs> he's basing it off Spider-Man B who is older, out of shape. He can't go off Peter B cuz that's Peter B is not any of the other Spider-Man we see on screen. At, yeah. The closest you get to that is perhaps Chris Pines Parker. Yeah. Might be somewhat related to Toby Maguire's yeah. blonde hair. Yeah. Because at least that seems to be what he's mocking the most in that opening sequence. Yeah. But, um, I mean, if you're going to include all the Spider-Men we've seen on... In theaters. In theaters. Yes. Within the last 20 years. Right. Let's say. Yeah. I think technically Peter Porker is the strongest Spider-Man. I think you pretty much dismissed him in that one. I don't care. You go by pure... Technic, uh, pure uh, stamina yep. and uh, skill. I'm going with Peter Parker because he's not going to go down anytime soon. <laughs> that is true. So yeah, I was, Spider Pig, Spider Pig does whatever a Spider, spider pig, pig does, does, which is technically from The Simpsons. So we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was watching that because he he pulled that you know he pulled a southpaw on me. Mm-hmm. I was like, really, really. And your explanation is garbage. So I was like, "This is like Matt Pat." We're talking about right. This is the guy who, when talking about the Legend of Zelda timeline, is convinced Breath of the Wild is at the end of the uh, Fallen Hero uh, timeline for the sole reason that he's got a yellow band in his hat. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> That's complete and utter bull. That's just my opinion. Okay, then. Anyway. Anyways. I'm just saying Matt Pat that does make some pretty awful connections sometimes. He, he does. The connections are odd. This very is, odd sometimes. This like, is also really? the guy who claimed that Mario was faster than Sonic. Not because of actual speed, but because technically Mario, according to his dimensions at the time, was nine feet tall. And had longer legs than, <laughs> than uh, Sonic the Hedgehog had, that according to because uh, all he had was pixel measurements to go off of. And you know, Ma- you can claim Mario is faster because his sprite moves faster, right? Granted, of course, that doesn't take speed displacement, but that's beside the point and not what we're talking <laughs> about here. Anyways, be like you know, on the be like, I, I can get off on this subject a long time. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine be like they're gonna be. I do enjoy uh, film theory and game theory. Really yeah, a lot. they're still very entertaining. They it's are. Just, he's got some weird ideas about I, how stuff works. I agree. I agree. So, what have you been watching? Huh. Well, recently I got on the Amazon app, ordered a movie, the double feature of Batman: Mask of the Phantasm, mm-hmm. and. Batman versus Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero on Blu-ray. Good choice to go ahead and pick that up considering that's on the list. Exactly. So, I had time to kill. I think it was on a Friday. Had nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So, why not watch them? And I was thoroughly enjoyed, thoroughly impressed with the film because I'd only seen like clips here and there and probably saw the very end of Sub-Zero. Mm-hmm. Very weird story behind why Sub Zero was released. The, you know the time it was, because apparently it was going to be released simultaneously. The the uh, movie Batman and Robin, and due to that poor, poor sales, they pushed it back. Okay, they pushed it back and sold. And so it is to- is it a retelling of the original Batman animated series episode with? Uh- where they explain his backstory? Uh, a little. It's or a little bit, not not the whole thing. 
it's it's go into more detail. Maybe? Yeah, it's it's a little more it's a little more of the continuation from the Batman animated series. Okay, and it's told very well. It's great film. Uh, both films were really really well done. Uh, I would definitely say that Batman: Mask of the Phantasm is a really it's a uh, very underappreciated film mm-hmm. that that like yeah it's probably one of the best Batman films out there. Um, and it's just, they're both amazing films that have do, have do merit on their quality. Because mm-hmm. Sub-Zero, yeah, it's, you know, the animation's not, it's more geared towards the TV show. Yeah. They're both geared towards the TV show, but there's a little more, there's a little more money behind Mask of the Phantasm. And they use a lot of, a lot of CGI <laughs> Sub Zero, a lot of it. It's a good film. It's just, mm-hmm. it's very stands out because it's the, I think the mid to late nineties when this came out. Mm-hmm. But the same time, it was enjoyable. And plus, you got to see Batman and you know, like all those characters you grew up watching. And uh, oddly enough, because I was wanting to do some, you know, pre uh, research on this, so I got hold of, or I, you know, went on Facebook and messaged. Um, uh, the Watchtower database mm-hmm. site or uh, the Facebook page, and it just asked me like, "Hey, I'm looking for research, looking for information on this movie," and they were like, "Yeah, sure." They sent me a ton of links. Be like, "Go, go, go read this. Go read this." Uh, be like, "Oh, I'm going to send you these these scans we have." And it's like, "Perfect." Hey, yeah, I'll, I'll give nice you I'll, Yeah, I'll give you a shout out when we do it. So. Whenever we get around to that particular one. Yes, whenever we get around to Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Which, the movie itself is really, it ends very sadly. Mm-hmm. It, it's not one of these, be like, oh, you're weeping or anything, but it's more like, aww. One of those kind of films. Right. Where Sub-Zero is more like, okay, this is cool. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, cool. This is a good move. Anyways. Anyway. uh, Also... While I was prepping for this, while I was prepping for this pop, this episode, uh, I happened to, there's a YouTube channel I love, which is called Overly Sarcastic Productions. Mm-hmm. And they do this, I think right now it's like a five parts. It's part five, I think. Or they recently just did a, uh, a, uh, update to it. Yeah. Recently. But it's the, uh. Legendary summer, summarization of the journey to the West, and it's oh, okay. it's, it's all it's hand drawn. It's not animated, but it's hand you know hand drawn pictures, and it's the red who does it with a little bit of blues help, and it is fantastic. So if you're just interested in a little bit of like mythology and just mm-hmm. like a good story, where you know. Where did Goku from Dragon Ball Z, his inspiration and, you well, know. Well, Journey to the West, if I remember correctly, is one of the original, is one is the one of the earliest Chinese novels. Yes. So. Yeah. So if you're looking for something that's very entertaining and you're like, hey, I learned something today, go check them out. There you go. Other than that, I've got nothing else. Well, what do you have news-wise? News-wise. Well, uh, the one that tickled my fancy. Mm-hmm. Was you know happened? We just got done talking about this certain series, the Batman the Animated Series. To anybody who had watched that series, you know of Kevin Conroy, the voice of Bruce Wayne Batman, who's been doing it for the last oh I don't know nearly thirty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, Kevin Conroy in person is going to play Old Man Bruce Wayne in the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths. Which is going to debut, I believe, at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Which makes me really excited, really excited, really looking forward to it. Uh, being a guy who really enjoys some parts of the Arrowverse, some parts I could really just not bother with. But like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Definitely with a lot more of the casting that's coming out with that, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And kind of like on a sadder note that we obviously that anybody who's re- listening to this right now on Saturday, that there was the shooting on sun on last Sunday in El Paso and in Ohio, 
Ohio. Where in Ohio? I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, it's fine. The uh, the shootings in Iowa and New Mexico, Texas. Uh, just really sad. Just like when you know that stuff happens. Now we're not going to try to go in and try to figure out the, the solution. We really can't, and that's just more. You know, not going to talk about you know the, yeah. the shooters because they get we, too much press anyway. And, and we try not to bring up politics on the show anyway. Exactly, exactly. So it's just more our our hearts and our prayers and our condolences mm-hmm. go out to the families and the victims and the survivors of that these horrible events. And uh, yeah, so just that's my bit. All What's right. yours? Well, on a bit of a happier note. All right. The upcoming Disney Plus service, yeah, along with ESPN Plus and Hulu, when all of, when when Disney and ESPN Plus come out in on November twelfth, yeah, will be able to be bundled together for twelve ninety nine a month. That is not bad. That is not bad at all. Now I'm not a big ESPN person because I'm not a big sports person. Yeah, but. Having all of Hulu and Disney Plus for twelve ninety nine. Yeah, that's not. That's, that is not a big. That's that's not a a big a bad uh, deal. No, it's not. And yeah, definitely because it's more like ESPN. Ooh, you get to watch football, soccer, baseball, soccer, baseball, basketball, cricket, whatever. They'll probably show it. Cricket. <laughs> Cricket. Okay. They do play cricket. They do play cricket. And I've seen once or twice they used to play Quidditch. Because that's a thing. Yes, it <laughs> is. Anyway, uh, that's the main news item I've got. Yeah. So, shall we get into a movie of biblical proportions? I think so. Alrighty. Well, then let's get into our review of The Prince of Egypt. So... The Prince of Egypt, based on the book of Exodus, yes, came out in 1998, mm-hmm. and it was produced by DreamWorks Animation. Uh-huh. It is the first 2D animation DreamWorks ever did. Yes, it is. Which I thought was interesting, because that seems backwards. You think? <laughs> Considering everyone else went 2D, and then to 3D, mm-hmm. and for some reason will not come back. Yeah. To 2D. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, this movie, you know, like Drew said, it was uh, released on November... No, yeah. It was released on December 18th, 1998. In the UK, it was released on December 20th. It had a budget of $70 million. Mm-hmm. On its opening weekend, it had $55 million, US and Canada. Um and its world gross was $219 million. Nice. So I definitely say it got its money back. Yes. Uh, it starred Val Kilmer playing both Moses and God. Yeah. Funny story uh, about that, actually. Okay. Okay. So apparently, apparently when they were doing production, they were like, okay, we can't have, because we're going to fit way too many people if we just do, you know, God is a voice of a woman. See the shack. Um, no quote. And huh? No comment on my part because that's just going to get us deeper in poodoo. Yeah. Anyways, apparently they were like, okay, so let's have the entire cast say the lines. And so apparently they had all the yeah, act- would be awkward. <laughs> well, they apparently they had all the uh, the actors and actresses like just whisper, like whisper the. Like but whisper then their lines. you wouldn't be able to hear it very well, well, especially if everyone's not in cadence. Yeah, and if it's too regimented, it's going to sound stilted. Yeah, but then they realize, like, oh, we need to be like, well, he's whispering voice. We need something to be a little louder. And of course, Val Kilmer has a very unique voice to so just have him do the the, the main voice of mm-hmm. God. Which well, and thankfully, Val Kilmer did at least try. Yeah. To change up the voice he was yes. using for oh, Moses than what he was using for God. Yes. So there is at least that. Yeah. And also Val Kilmer has apparently done Moses three times already. Yes. <laughs> Along with that, he is uh, he plays Iceman in no. the Top Gun franchise. Yep. He played Kit in the Knight Rider reboot. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. He did. And, of course, he was Batman and Bruce Wayne in Batman Forever. Mm-hmm. Playing Ramses II mm-hmm. was uh, Ralph Fiennes. Mm-hmm. I hope I said that right. Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, Ralph Fiennes. Yes. Okay. Uh, he played Alfred Pennyworth in the Lego Movies franchises. That's right. Uh, he is the current M in uh, Spectre and the upcoming James Bond movie. Really? Mm-hmm. You have obviously not watched Spectre yet. No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Have you watched uh, Skyfall? A little bit. Have you watched the end of Skyfall? No. <laughs> so you don't know why they had to have yet another M. Okay. Nope. You should catch up. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, he is also, uh, he also played He Who Must Not Be, be named, named in Lord, Harry Potter. Lord Voldemort. Or Lord Voldemort. 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 Pre- <laughs> Technically, you don't pronounce the last T. Yeah. But also, you shouldn't say his name. Yeah. <laughs> Voldemort, Voldemort, Voldemort. <laughs> uh, and uh, he also played Victor Quartermain in Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Ah. As I had to get another animated thing in there. Right. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer Ow. played Zipporah. Staying on the DC side of things, she played Catwoman in Batman Returns. Exactly. And she's also Janet Van Dyne in the MCU. Yes. Uh, Sandra Bullock mm-hmm. played Miriam. Uh-huh. She is uh, Gracie Hart in Miss Congeniality. Right. Uh, Annie in Speed. Yes. Debbie Ocean in the Ocean's Eleven series. Yes. And because I had to get something animated in there, Scarlet Overkill in Minions. Okay, that's one of the... I have it. I haven't seen it yet. It's interesting. Okay. To say the least. Ah. Uh. I think it was better than Despicable Me 3. But that's just my humble opinion. Right. Uh, Jeff Goldblum played Aaron. He is, of course, Ian Malcolm in the Jurassic Park and World series. He's the Grandmaster in uh, Thor Ragnarok and an uncredited cameo at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Hmm. You didn't know he was in there, did you? No, I didn't. Next time you're watching, going through the end credits, instead yeah. of fast-forwarding to the next scene, yeah. look at the people near, near the end, the people who are dancing in the background, one yeah. of them is him. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> uh, Danny Glover uh-huh. played Jethro, and the main thing I got for him is he's Roger Murtaugh in Lethal Weapon. I'm getting too old for this. Yeah. Sir Patrick Stewart mm-hmm. played Seti. And of course, he played Jean-Luc Picard in Star in, in a Star Trek The Next Generation. Right. And the upcoming Star Trek The Next Generation movies. Right. And in the upcoming Star Trek Picard. He also played Professor Charles Xavier in mm-hmm. X-Men. The Baldy. Well, he played the bald man. All yeah. Time. I'm sorry. It's a little hard for him not to be really a bald man. <laughs> Though he did a pretty good job as the poop emoji in the emoji movie. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I heard saw of that. that. I was like, I can't leave that off. He played poop. And it doesn't mean people order our patties. Uh, oh. Dame Helen Mirren played the queen in yes. this movie. Uh, she is Victoria in uh, the Red franchise. Ah, that's right. Mm-hmm. She was the voice of Deep Thought in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Ah. And played Dean Hardscrabble in Monsters University. Rah. I haven't seen that one yet either. You need to. It's pretty good. Hmm. Uh, Steve Martin. Of course. Played Hotep. Mm-hmm. He pl- is also the in- uh, the current Inspector Clouseau in the Pink Panther remakes. He played uh, George Banks in Father of the Bride. Mm-hmm. Neil Page in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And Lucky Day in The Three Amigos. Which also stars... Martin Short. Because <laughs> he played ne- Ned Needlander in The Three Amigos. Mm-hmm. He was also Jack Frost in The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause. Oh, gosh. And he played Stubbs the Clown in We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. Oh, okay. And uh, that's the last actor I've got on here. It was uh, directed by Brenda Chapman, Steve Hickner, and Simon Wells. Mm-hmm. Screenplay was by Philip Lazebnik and Nicholas Meyer. Yeah. 
Music was by Hans Zimmer with songs by Stephen Schwartz. Oh my gosh, yes. And it, since it, we know it made enough money, it mm. does have a small legacy in that there is a prequel movie yeah. called Joseph King of Dreams, which came out in November of 2000. Yeah. And there is a stage musical of uh, Prince of Egypt. Really? That premiered in Mountain View, California in October of 2017. Huh. Weird. Okay. So kind of an interesting side note on one of our directors. Mm-hmm. Brenda Chapman was technically, she's the first female co-director in an animated movie. Animated motion picture, apparently. Cool. Yeah. And so apparently she also worked on, when she worked at Disney with Jerry Gatzenberg. Uh, she also worked as, worked on Beauty and the Beast, 2001, mm-hmm. and The Lion King. Now, did I say 2001? I said, yes, you said 2001. 2001. A Space Odyssey. <laughs> Wait, wrong franchise. <laughs> no, uh, Beauty and the Beast, 1991, and The Lion King, 1994. Okay. All right. So, what is this movie about? This movie is, like I said earlier, is yeah. an adaptation of the Exodus story mm-hmm. found in the book of Exodus mm-hmm. in your uh, handy-dandy Bible. Now, th- let me ask you a question. What's that? Did you stay until after the credits and to see the three verses they put on screen? I think I missed that part. Well, they did three verses. One is from uh, Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. Which they particularly mark as from the Hebrew Bible. Yeah. One is from Acts, which they mark as from the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And then they also marked one f- a, a, script, a piece of scripture from the Quran, which I didn't look up because, quite frankly, I wouldn't know enough about the Quran to talk about it right. uh, objectively. Mm-hmm. But I will note that the verses that they pulled and put on screen we're taking a little out of context. Yeah. So for fun. Okay. I went and copied uh, the verses and a couple verses surrounding it. Okay. Of those two. And probably, if we're being honest, the script, the scripture they took from the Quran was probably also out of context. Probably. Because in all three of the cases, it was to prove that, yes, this is from this religion. Yes. So... And context is everything. If there's one thing I've learned in church, it's that. <laughs> so, reading, I'm reading from the ESV on both of these. Yeah. Uh, first, I'm reading Deuteronomy chapter 34, verses 10 through 12. And there was not arisen a prophet since in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. None like him for all the signs and the wonders that the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land. And for all the mighty power and all the great deeds of terror that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. And then uh, from Acts chapter 7, mm-hmm. verses 30 through 38, I will point out this is the chapter where Stephen is was brought before... Uh, the uh, pe- the the Sanhedrin? Sanhedrin, and he was I don't remember exactly what he he was on trial. Yeah, he was on trial. And for- pretty much his entire defense is reading the scriptures back to them. Yeah, let's let let let's, so, yeah let's let's remind you of our history. Yeah, here. let's, let's go over the history right quick. Well, jumping ahead to verse thirty, he starts at Moses. So. Right. Now, when forty years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, in a flame of fire in a bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight. And as he drew near to look, there came the voice of the Lord. I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob. And Moses trembled and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off the sandals from your feet... And for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their groaning. And I have come down to deliver them, and now come, I will send you to Egypt. Then Moses, whom they rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge? This man God sent as both ruler and redeemer by the hand of the angel 
who appeared to him in the bush. This man led them out, performing wonders and signs in Egypt and at the Red Sea and in the wilderness for forty years. This is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise for you a prophet like me from your brothers. This is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness and the angel who spoke to him at Mount Sinai and with our fathers. He received living oracles to give to us. The oracles, for those who are unaware, are the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Which I'm going to bring up as my first critique of the way they decide to tell the story. Okay. The very ending shot of this movie. Yeah. As Moses is coming down off of Mount Sinai, Uh carrying the Ten Commandments, to anyone who actually has read this story knows this is not the moment of triumph that the picture makes it out to be. Yes. (laughs) Because right at this point, all the little Israelites, thinking Moses has gone cuckoo, and are bored and wanting to eat samosa, or some are wanting to go back to Egypt, they've decided to get Aaron, Uh which... I'm now going to hear Steve Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum's voice from now on when (laughs) I read this. Says, uh, made for them essentially a a bull to worship out of the gold. Exactly. uh, Moses was so angry. Moses would have been angry coming down from the mountain because God told him what the stupid Israelites were doing. (laughs) And he was so angry, he threw the Ten Commandments them <laughs> uh. and Aaron said well gee I don't know what happened I just threw this gold <laughs> into the fire and that popped a ball <laughs> true and you might pe- you people might be thinking I'm crazy and I'll admit I have paraphrased yes a touch. yes but much like the opening of this movie says, I believe I covered the the, the story. <laughs> yes, covered the basis. Yes, so that's and that's really my only real criticism here. Yeah. Every other part where they made a slight modification to the story, yeah, only served to enhance what was going on. I don't think this movie at at any other point was disrespectful to the original no story. I don't, I don't think it was. Uh, kind of on that same note, there there were a few, like you said, there was a l- few changes here and there. That was that one Moses was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter, not his wife. Yes, there Moses murdered the Egyptian slave master and even not, tried to hire his body. But yes. in the movie, didn't quite have time to do that. Yeah, no, he apparently just you know accidentally killed him. Mm-hmm. And also, we don't really know technically if the Pharaoh who was in charge of Egypt at the time Moses came back, if that was actually Ramses II. Yeah. I'm not even sure if we don't know that that Ramses was the brother he grew up, that that Pharaoh was the brother yeah. he grew up with, or if it was his father. Yeah. It's generally considered that's what it is because of the ten com- the movie The Ten Commandments. Yes, yeah, but... And it's, for the most part, it really doesn't matter. It's like the apple... From Genesis was not real. It may not was probably not an apple. Yeah, yeah. And just to clarify, be like Ramses the second lived until he was like eighty. Yeah. So, and it wasn't on a rock in the middle of the Red Sea either. No, it wasn't. <laughs> All right. So moving forward, uh, our third our third was Aaron supported Moses from the beginning. He even helped him perform some of the miracles of God. Yes. In this movie. Aaron was Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, he was Jeff Goldblum. He kind of, you know, what was it? I mean, at least he was trying to get Miriam to see sense. It's like, hey, maybe don't just run randomly run up to the prince, no matter if he yeah. was our brother or not, <laughs> and uh, say, hey, we're glad you came back. Because uh, he may not understand what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> maybe there's a better way to handle this. Yeah. So apparently in the movie he like just kind of was in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, apparently in the movie he'd be like Aaron just kind of doubted Moses the entire time. Yeah, and honestly, that I thought that was how they were going to explain why he made the bowl. Yeah, but then they didn't even touch the bowl. So no. Anyway, yeah. Apparently, how this movie came about. Apparently, Jerry Katzenberg was be like he really wanted to do. A, uh, a biblical story. 
will tell. Mm-hmm. And so he had been mauling over for a while, and apparently he was at Steven Spielberg's house with like a meeting, and uh, Steven Spielberg, you know, being Jewish himself, was like, "Hey, Katzenberg, be like, be like, why don't you do the ten, you know, Ten Commandments?" More talking about the you know the, the movie, the movie. And it's like, I want to do that. Let's do it. So that's basically where mm-hmm. the quote unquote the genesis of this movie came from. The genesis of the Exodus story. Yeah. The second chapter. The second book. Sorry. Yes. Second book. Book two. Book two. Act one. Fight. Hey, Wait, that's the wrong thing. <laughs> this is not Mortal Kombat. And that would be rounds, not acts. But yeah. anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, yes, 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 yes. I've got to say, I love the animation in this movie. The 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 details they go into of where Ramses the second be like he is. Like when he's, uh, him and Moses are like, be like, it's toward the very end of the film. Yes. Where Moses is basically begging Ramses be like, be like, stop this. And basically it's more be like, Moses gives him his ring, which, mm-hmm. uh, Ramses gave him. And that entire expression be like where he closes his eyes and focus and pops him back out yes. with rage. It's like, bravo, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Just One to... of the things I liked about this, since they did decide to go with the idea that Pharaoh was his adopted brother. Yeah, I love that part. Since they went with that, one of the things, one of the through lines that they decided to use yeah. was that Moses was always getting Pharaoh and, or getting Ramses in, in trouble. trouble. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Seti even says, uh, he needs to be, he's got more responsibilities. He does not need, he needs to be protected even from you, Moses. Yes. Or something to that effect. Yeah. Which, that going on in, obviously in Ramses' mind. Right. I can see in many ways that would be a good explanation as to why, even with everything that was happening, he would still, his heart would still be hardened. Yeah. Although, I th- didn't they leave out a couple plagues? Uh, I think they jumped through them really they fast. They went through, and it was all, and with the exception of the first two, it was, right. or the first plague, it was all in that one song. Yeah. But, uh, which was actually a pretty cool song. Yeah. So, speaking of songs. Yes. Speaking of songs. The music in this movie. Yes, the songs in here are very good. Mm-hmm. Uh... And they did stuff that I was kind of surprised. I mean, I know technically animation is not a kid's thing. I 100% agree with this. Yes. But you can't really make an animated movie in America and not be thinking they're going to be kids seeing it. Yeah. So they don't actually show anybody dying. Yeah. But there's really not any doubt, especially yeah. the Hebrew slave boys. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was brutal. An interesting, and they showed it twice. <laughs> yeah, that that mural oh, was yes, like that is a brilliant way to show that. Even yes. though I'd like to think the Pharaoh wouldn't actually have that painted on his wall. You wouldn't think but so, then, but then. Admittedly, I have never studied Egyptian hieroglyphics, so I yeah. don't know if that's painted on his wall anywhere. I don't, I don't think so because there, there's a, there's a lot of, be like there's some uh, experts say be like well the biblical tell didn't happen, and then you have yeah, experts but, say it did. So anyway, um, but anyways. I did like how they did not make the mistake most people make sh- and show. The Hebrew slaves building the pyramids. Yes. Because the Hebrew slaves did not build the pyramids. They only made the bricks. Yeah. It was actually skilled laborers who built Uh the pyramids. Yes. Because I don't care how heavy those bricks are, that kind of precision requires the big bucks, and you don't give that to slaves. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, oddly enough, that kind of reminds me of uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. The line in which the character of MJ says that mm-hmm. when they're at the, I think it's the, the, at the Washington Monument, where she says, be like, oh, you know, the slave built this, right? And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Well, technically, no, they didn't build it. They, you know, 
did all the work up to where the yeah, base but they build actually it. did build it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Never mind. <laughs> even point that out in the movie. He's like, oh, the slaves didn't build it, and the guy turns around and the park rangers are going. Okay, yeah, <laughs> have fun. Okay, sorry, yeah. I was nodding my head there for yes a for. I nearly said for our audio listeners, like, there's anybody else listening. Uh, <laughs> for our listeners out there. Yes. But, yeah. There's no I, viewers because we don't have the confidence to actually Yeah, film there's not this. a camera right there in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> so scary. But, yeah. yeah there's, if there's a way to make us clamp up, it's no people are watching. Scary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought that was a very interesting, you know... Comparison. Yes. Comparison. But, yes, you know, American slaves didn't build the Washington Monument. Anyway. Anyways. Yeah. So, um... The chariot chase. Okay. At the beginning. Oh, that was genius. One of the things that always runs in, I've always run into when I've actually read this part of the Bible... Yeah. ...is that because it takes place over... A much longer period of, the t- of time than the movie does. Yeah. And they don't really touch much on Moses prior to him coming to the understanding that he is a Jew. Yeah. Or he is Hebrew. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't... They don't really do a good... The, the, the book doesn't... Because of the way the book was written, and it's because it is written more as a history book... Yes. doesn't really do a good job of explaining... A lot of Moses's uh, reasoning yeah. for why he does stuff. Yeah, but the movie, since it is shortened, they did a very good job of at least explaining how Moses is going to get into the situation. Yes, from beginning, and part of that is starts in that chariot race. I mean, I've always heard about why the Sphinx is missing its nose. Yes. <laughs> Except this isn't the Sphinx. Yeah, it was... Oh, yeah, Moses knocked the nose off. <laughs> and the real reason was the Crusades. But anyway... Yeah. Or was it World War II? No, it was Crusades. I couldn't remember. Anyway. But yeah, they just go ahead and... Mo- yeah. Yeah. Knock, knock the off. nose off here. It's like, well, I guess that's gonna be that. <laughs> yeah, kind of like Aladdin. <laughs> yes, they knocked the nose off yeah. there, too. <laughs> Well, be like, can you blame him? There's, you know, a carpet flying by with, you know, a guy and a girl on it. Yes. Like, click, click. Oh, much, the nose. much oh, like you can't really blame the guy in this movie. He's trying to not die <laughs> by being run over by two chariots. Yeah. And I love that. You can't think we'll get in trouble for this? Nah, they'll never know we were here. <laughs> I am very, I, Captain Picard, I'm very angry at both of you. <laughs> I knew you'd do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'll always hear Kim as Picard. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hey, I hear him as Professor Xavier. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, um, so, what did you think about the characters? The characters themselves? Mo- I think Val Kilmer did a very good job as Moses. Mm-hmm. I did like how they brought in Zipporah earlier. Yeah. Because that at least... You go ahead and introduce the love interest early. Right. As little as that was a thing in this one. But I mean, it was his wife. Right. Though I think he had kids by the time he went back to Egypt. Yeah, they did. In the Bible. Yeah. So, uh, because they didn't show that in the movie. No. But I did like how, even though it was a very quick thing, it went from they hate each other because... Technically, for a very short amount of time, she yeah. was his slave. <laughs> the shortest amount of time. And shortest like, amount of time possible. Yeah. Uh, to him letting her go. And then, of course, Providence. Mm-hmm. He runs into her outside of Egypt. Uh-huh. In the Goes whale. right to her tent. <laughs> to the tent of her father. It's like, okay. <laughs> well, technically, he was in the whale when she realized, oh, it's you. Yes. Drop. <laughs> then that was funny. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Uh, like, oh my gosh, hold on, look at you. Wait, it's you? Drop. <laughs> Miriam, on the other hand, I didn't like Miriam. Yeah, so I don't know why, it's just she seemed very, she seemed very immature. 
obviously had a lot of faith, don't get me wrong. Right, I agree. But it was very much like a, oh, you're back, yay! You're going to save us all! It's like, who are you? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? It's like, oh, you're great. You're, we knew you'd come back. They told you you were Hebrew, right? Why would they tell him he's Hebrew? The mother probably doesn't really know he's Hebrew in this version. They yeah. do nothing to show that. Yeah. At least in the original Ten Commandments, yeah. they recognized the cloth he was wrapped in was a Hebrew pattern. Right. But that's not... They don't even go that far in this movie. Yeah, even even, I in, don't, yeah, even in Scripture, they go, yeah. they go into the fact that where uh, Moses' wife... Not Moses, sorry. Mother? Yeah. No, no, no. Hold on. I'm going to back up. Sister? Daughter? <laughs> no. Uh, no. Uh, the Pharaoh's wife says to her handmaiden be like go find the child's mother for she can yeah. she can nurse him so they know he's Hebrew yes but at the same time it does make sense that at no point once he was past nursing yeah would they tell him he's Hebrew yeah I do I do like the tie-in where Miriam right Miriam is his Mir- sister yeah Miriam although it's it's trying to convince him of this and he walks up, be like, "You're you're gonna you're gonna rue this day. You're gonna mm-hmm. rue this day for what you said." And she walks off, be like, "He walks off. She's defeated and starts singing this this uh, melody." Yeah, the the lullaby, the lullaby, from the, from and the which of the movie. Just ignites yes. everything. Did as a little bit of a bit of trivia, the singing voice of Miriam at the very beginning. Yeah, that was actually the director. Oh Brenda, yeah, that's Brenda right. Chapman. Yeah, Burma Chapman. Yeah, I remember that. They were originally going to have another person sing it, but they said she did it so well. We, there's no reason to redo it. Yeah, true. It works perfectly. Mm-hmm. So that that is that. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Aaron, <laughs> look, Jeff Goldblum is a decent actor. But I agree. He is this, he is. Goldblum-ing he's Goldblum in everything he's in, no matter yeah. what he's playing. He's there are nuances to his acting, but he's still Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, or technically he's Goldblum. He's Goldblooming it. Yes, he does kind of the same thing. And I knew the minute he opened his mouth. Yes, that's <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. The character even looks like Jeff Goldblum in some, yes, in some in many ways. Um, I'm not going to say he did a bad job. It's no. Just, he was being Jeff Goldblum. He did not disappear into the role like I expect an actor to do. Yeah. Even though I will recognize Patrick Stewart's voice no matter where I hear it. Yeah. Even he, I believed, was the, the Pharaoh. Yeah. When I when I, when I listened to him. Yeah, so. ba- yeah Val Kilmer got into the voice exactly. part very well. Even Steve Martin and Martin Short got into their roles. Yes. Where I actually had to look up who they... Uh, who played uh-huh. those two roles yeah. at, by the, at the end of it. Because yeah. I didn't know. Also, their song is stupid. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm sorry. There is nowhere in Egypt where I can say, or I can believe two Egyptians, be they priests, be they commoners, be they Hebrew slaves, would say, you're playing with the big boys now. <laughs> it's like, okay. This is a stupid song. I agree. It's just so they can do the whole snake thing. Yeah. Which obviously is... The, you can kind of see... They even go to the point of showing... Okay, yeah, theirs is a, is a yeah, it's it, fake. Yeah, it's a con. But I liked... I liked how they obviously did some stuff that they did not force feed you. Yeah. But they still did it that it is in, recorded in scripture. Like the fact that Moses' staff turned snake... Mm-hmm. Ate their snakes. Yeah. I like they, they show that, mm-hmm. or at least they show the silhouette of it. Yeah. Which is probably easier to animate. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't point it out. It's just, do you see the snakes get eaten? Moses walks over, picks it up, and walks out. It's like, yeah. Did nobody just see these other two snakes get eaten by this snake? Yeah. And then turn back into a staff? <laughs> Apparently not. Oh. Hmm. It wasn't my favorite song. I'm just all I'm I saying. Agree. But I did like that S- Steve Martin and Martin Short. Yeah. They did play very good shysters. 
Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. Now, the song that really got to me was, uh, for some reason, I want to say Be Prepared, but it's uh, Deliver Us. Yes. Yeah, that song was amazing. The first time I heard it, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm on the back of my seat now. It's like, oh, this is good. And just kind of a very small tangent on that. The the first time I actually heard this song, it wasn't from the movie. It was a cover. Really? By Jonathan Young on YouTube. Him, I will have to look that up. Yeah, him, now, and, just, him and another just, collaborator did the songs to, from The Prince of Egypt. Just to verify... Uh, Deliver Us is the opening song, right? Yes, it okay. is the opening song. I get all of, except for the plagues, which is yeah. very obvious where that is. I get most of the songs confused yeah. <laughs> with each other. But, um, yeah, that's an amazing song. I agree. I agree. And like you said, me, like most of the songs in this movie are really, really good. Yes. Because the guy who wrote them also wrote Wicked. Ah. Yeah. And also, who do we get from also kind of going into a tie, Disney tie-in? Well, Hans Zimmer did the did all the all the composition music. That's true. All all the, all the background music, and it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I agree. But kind of tying this to a Disney film, Wicked had Adina Menzel mm-hmm. as the first Elphaba. She also played Elsa right. in Frozen. Weird connections, right? <laughs> I mean, yes, but I'm not sure what that has to do okay, with this so, movie. So let's just other let, than just, let, let's go. Let, let, let's let it go. Let's let it go. Did you just say that, really? <laughs> yes, I did. <sighs> That's going in bloopers. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the, the next one I want to talk about, and I think they handled this very well, was the firstborn plague. Oh yes, that. Going into this, that was not that was my first thought: is how are they going to handle this? Yes, because that is a very it's a tough thing to visualize. One, right? And it's a tough one to do in a PG movie mm-hmm. because if you actually show all these kids dying, yeah, which they actually show quite a number of them, yeah. But most of them technically died off screen. Yeah, you're a thunk or something like that. Or in one case, the kid goes in, the white mist catches him. You hear the... The bowl shatter. You hear the bowl shatter, and his arm thunk. hangs out the door. It's like... Ah. <laughs> it's like, you, you are really wanting me to feel this. Yeah. Because they only actually show one person get... One kid get killed by this thing yeah. on screen. Yeah. Which is all they need. Yeah. And then just so, okay, this is happening here. This is happening here. This is happening here. And then, of course, Pharaoh's son. Yeah. They don't even bother to show or even do the, they don't even bother to show him even getting touched by the thing. They just show the house, the white mist stuff, enter it. Yeah. And, of course, the sound effect of it going through somebody. Mm-hmm. And then and it goes to another scene. Yeah. It's like the most important death yeah. of that entire thing. They don't even look at it. You don't even get to see it. Yeah, but we see the aftermath but it was, you of get, it. You do get to see the aftermath of it, which I thought was done very well, because that's, that's a tough scene to do no matter how you do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do have to wonder about Pharaoh's thought process. Mm. on When they turned, when Moses turned the, the, the Nile to blood. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, the magicians replicated turning water to blood. Yeah. They don't explain how Moses was able to turn the entire thing into blood Blood. faster (laughs) than they were able to turn that one little bowl. And also, did you notice that where Moses was standing in the Nile, Mm -hmm. it was clear. That's right, he was. It's, It's very subtle... Yeah. Thing. But when you look, it's like the water around his legs is still water. It is not blood. Hmm. So that, you know, he, when he walked out, he didn't have bloody legs. Yeah. The the only problem with that, because how scripture details in this movie does, mm-hmm. it's a slight difference because... And I think it's, the it was, are out of order. Yeah, they're slightly out of order. And when it comes to that scene, it's either Aaron or Moses who are the one who strikes the water with the, yes. the rod. And that's what happens. And this one, he simply just thinks it. Mm-hmm. And it well, he does at least 
set his rod down into the the river. Okay, and you actually do see what looks like blood expanding out from it. Like you would see, uh, like when you see dyed liquid dropped into water. Yeah, it does kind of look like that. Yeah, but I might miss that. And it's a very quick thing. Yeah, you're not. Paying attention? Paying, well, I'm not going to say not paying attention, but if you happen to look away at that one moment, yeah. if you blink, yeah. you will miss that Clearly. part of it, because it's Clearly. like two seconds, yeah, if that. Ah. But yeah, I thought the movie was done very well. I, mean, I agree. It's, you know, I, I'm not going to say it's the best version of the Exodus story I think I've seen on screen. Yeah. Personally, I think I do, to some degree, prefer the Ten Commandments. Okay. Just for preference. Right. But this was actually done very well, and I appreciated it. I agree. I agree. Um, thank you for putting it on the list. <laughs> You're welcome. So, uh, do you have anything else before we uh, move into our ratings? Not that I know of. All right. Well, I do think this is a family-friendly movie. Agreed. But be advised, they while they don't really show the harsh parts of the story, they don't really shy away that they happen. Yes. And there are some pretty bad... If you've ever read the biblical narrative... Mm-hmm. It gets pretty bad. What, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, we've even brought some of that up here. Uh, I'm going to give the movie an 8. Okay. I would so I would wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Because, like, there again, it's, a, it's an incredibly well-done film, animation-wise, character-wise, voice actor-wise, direction-wise... And music-wise, mm-hmm. it's done incredibly well. I would definitely give it an eight. And plus, it's a movie that's not doesn't really get a whole lot of love. Yes, because the little research I've done, the you know top one hundred you know anime movies it, of all time, it never shows up. It never shows up. Yeah, and I think to some degree, while well, it is underrated, yeah, very, very much so. Yes, I think to some degree, I re- I barely remember this one when it came out in theaters. Yeah. In fact, for some reason, I remember Joseph King of Dreams better than this, and I did know I did not see either one. Yeah, but um, I think from what I've researched, there was actually some controversy going into this movie. Yeah, because people, uh, Christian groups were were raising a bit of a stink. Yeah, I I agree. Jewish groups were raising a bit of a stink. Yeah, and while this would have been before. Uh, the Muslims were really getting into the news. I understand they kind of gave a little bit yeah. of a stink to it. None of them, no one was really happy, and it actually led to some rewrites. Possibly. Which probably some of the more uh, quick uh, scenes where they added stuff in was probably in response to that, if we're being honest. Probably. Because uh, in most cases, there's are, there are a couple of things where it's obvious that. Kind of, I'm not gonna say it's obvious it was done after. Yeah, but I can see how they would have done that after, maybe to get this point in. Yeah, try and be a little more accurate because it doesn't affect the story that they're telling. But and that would explain the line, the the uh, disclaimer essentially at the beginning of the yes. movie. Yes, and why they put those scripture references from all three religions at the end. Yes. So I, I would like to point out there is a very interesting, kind of ironic. Because uh, most of the time, like whenever you release a movie, some country is going to ban it. Yes. So when this movie came out, there I was... did read it was banned somewhere, but I didn't catch where. Yeah, Egypt. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> it does kind of put Egypt in a bad light. I I agree. I agree. I just thought it was kind of ironic. <laughs> yes. But I mean, they did mention every single Egyptian god. Yeah, they did. I did not even know that. I only knew really Ra and Anubis. <laughs> yeah, there, there's quite a bit of them. Yeah, quite a, quite a bit of them, quite a few of them. <laughs> yes, there is. So, I mean, they at least went that, and they actually, and in reference to um, the actual God, yeah, they actually use the Hebrew names for him. Yeah, they actually say Adonai and Elohim. Mm-hmm. I caught both mm-hmm. of those yes. at least in that first song. Uh huh. So I appreciate that attention to detail as I agree. well, because they could very easily have left it all in English and just said God every time. Yeah, they but, they, they took all that. They look a little more effort. Yes. And apparently... And it is... I still say it's very respectful. I agree. In how they handled it. I agree. They Apparently, they also uh, talked with over 500 experts of, you know, and, you know, religious scholar, you know, scholarly of, you know, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, mm-hmm. and talked to all these people to get an accurate... 
as account. much as a, much an accurate account as you can give, and yeah. still tell a, and still tell a story that can be easily understood by many people. Yes, I like to think that the actual Exodus story in the Book of Exodus can be understood by a lot of people, but I'll admit it is an older history. Yes, book, and it's hitting the high points. Yeah, of what was happening. It's not really Basically, getting into the nitty gritty details. The nitty-gritty emotions of these characters, yeah. other than the part where uh, Moses is saying, I can't go back there. I don't, I can't even talk well. Yeah. <laughs> Which, this, ironically, this movie didn't even really touch. Yeah, there's... there's because there's, they wanted Moses to actually talk to him and not Aaron. Yeah. Which, let's face it, did we, we, did we really want <laughs> Jeff Goldblum going up against... Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Hey, let my people go. <laughs> no, I'd rather hear... Uh, Valkymer say that. So, uh, I guess that brings us to the end of another episode. I guess so. Which means we need to roll for our next one. Now, this one was your pick. Yes. So it is my turn to roll. Okay, so, this movie being yours, you this was at, uh, Prince of Egypt was at number one, so you are replacing it with the Angry Birds movie? Yes. Okay. This is gonna, it, I'm... The reason I chose it was like, hey, let's do something different, and it's a movie I have not seen yet, so... So this is completely blank for both of us. Exactly. Okay, then. This will be awkward. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, sitting at number two, we have Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse. Sitting at number three, we have The Little Mermaid. Number four, Summer Wars. Number five, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah. And number six... Lupin the Third, the Castle of Cagliostro. Lupin the Third. If nothing else, I want Lupin the Third because I'm tired of saying Cagliostro. <laughs> and it's actually a very good movie. What was number two? Oh, Spider-Man yeah, into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> so join us next week as uh, we we spin a web any size, catching thieves just, just like, like flies. flies. Look out! Here comes the Spider-Man and, and the Spider-Verse. And the Spider-Woman and the Spider-Pig and the Spider-Noir and the Spider-Mech anime. <laughs> uh, and, of course, Peter B. Uh, so, we will be doing that next week. So, mm-hmm. so uh, you can find me on Facebook under Drew Dodgen. You can also check my uh, page, Drew's Photo Bin. You will note there are some new pictures on Yay. there this week. There we go. Finally. And uh, also, you can... Uh, where can they find you, Jacob? You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. Also on Facebook, you can find my art page, which is Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I draw almost every day. And I've been doing this for about two and a half years, and people say I'm pretty good at it. And so if you want to, you know, follow me there, you're more than welcome to. So where can they find us? They can find us at thecellcast.podbean.com. That is our website. Mm-hmm. You can also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find our closed Facebook group, The Cellcast, on Facebook, obviously. It is, like I said, it is a closed group. That is to keep the robots out. Which I try normally try to bring in a joke based on the movie, but I really can't come up with anything with this one. We'll keep the mummies out. Yeah, we'll do that. Keeping the mummies out because they want to sell us stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, keep in mind every time we say the cell cast, that is with a single L. Uh, you can also, of course, find us, subscribe to us on uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Please uh, review us on it wherever you found us. And if you would do me the pleasure, uh, or you do me the favor of emailing me that you did give me a review, or review, uh, email us at the podcast at gmail.com if you did give us a review so we can find it and know mm-hmm. it's there. Although any of those really, I think, should email me, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so I think that's it. I think so. All right. So this has been Drew. This is Jacob, and we'll catch you in the next frame. Speak. Hey, Pharaoh, old buddy, would you mind letting my people go? No. Like, why not? 
lucky. You're not gonna look the results. <laughs> there is nothing you can say that will change my mind. Reggie, why is all the water red? time on the cell cast spider-man oh hey didn't see you there wow. okay I'm, I'm kind of freaking out right now i mean you're supposed to be dead surprise oh okay that's that that's a no-no we don't like that this is fascinating okay that's my face <laughs> entirely different peter parker okay a little bit of a gut perhaps from conventional warping oh yeah 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 I was way flatter before I warped. Travel for the five, four, five, four, three. What was the rest? Hey, how old are you? Because you don't look a day over 35. This might pinch a little. I just need to get these samples. Okay. Organize your desktop, lady. Wow. Complete cellular decay. Never seen anything like this. What are you doing? I'm just taking the whole thing. And obviously you've been glitching. Glitching? No. Why would you even say that? You stay in this dimension too long, your body's gonna disintegrate. Do you know how painful that would be, Peter Parker? Uh, I don't know. You can't imagine. And I, for one, can't wait to watch. What did you say your name was? Dr. Olivia Octavius. Can I assume that your friends call you Doc Ock? My friends actually call me Liv. My enemies call me Doc Ock. I got this! Run! <laughs>